0: Hi, we're the Mind Body Couple.
1: I'm Tanner Murtaugh.
0: And I'm Ann Hampson.
1: And this podcast is dedicated to helping you unlearn neuroplastic pain and mind body concerns.
0: Hi everybody. Hi everyone. Today we want to start with a little story before we introduce our topic. And uh, I'll hand it over to you, Tanner.
1: Oh, uh, yes. So this story involves a goose. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like so many great stories do.
1: Like so many stories do. Yeah. So we may have listeners that are not in Canada.
0: Oh, so okay. We should explain um, we're
1: talking about Canadian. Yes.
0: If you had to like pick one word to describe the Canadian goose, so those listeners would kind of really know, what would you say? just jerks oh oh! i quite like them but anyways okay yeah for this story we'll think of the canadian goose as a bit of a jerk
1: is the the canadian goose must be our like national animal (laughs) i would imagine we should should know this looked
0: into this before you mentioned that yeah but it totally
1: is and (laughs) canadian geese have this reputation of being aggressive
0: yes because they, they are they are yeah.
1: yeah they like they attack people
0: yeah they're yeah. not
1: they're not and
0: they're you know, pretty big they're not like yeah. a, a duck they're big
1: yeah they're they're big they have those long windy necks yes <laughs> anyways we'll jump into the story okay. so you know part of my morning routine right now mm-hmm. is i go for walks in the morning and yeah. so we have this like wooded area pretty close to our house like it's just a couple minutes
0: I, I just have to intercept here that part of my morning routine is I I watch the kids. <laughs> just, just want our listeners yeah, I to know, know and feel for me in this moment as you talk about your morning I walk. Know. My name yeah. is gone.
1: But you get horsey time. Right? Okay, okay. You get horsey
0: time. <laughs> well, maybe you mentioned, talk more <laughs> well, about we'll that We'll talk later, more but... about the horse in the <laughs> okay, future. There's yeah. many
1: stories about the horse. But I go for this walk. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of around this pond. I don't know if you call it a lake. It's hmm. pretty small. And so I've been doing this for maybe the past month or so when the weather got better. Yeah. And every time I go around this one corner, I remember it was early on when I was doing this walk, there was this goose <laughs> right on the edge of the path and you can't see it until you go around the corner. Yeah. And he, he's just, he or she is just choked. Yes. is not happening. What does to like see?
0: a choked goose look like?
1: Like, you know, they're, they're doing the weird like pecking thing with their neck <laughs> yes. and they're honking at you. Yeah. And you know, the thing about Canadian geese is they hiss. Yes. They make that. It sounds odd. Like, it's kind of like a cat. But they do this hissing sound. Yeah. And at that point, you know, like you're, you're it's angry. It's angry. <laughs> you're in this. So when the first time it happened, I kind of jumped back. <laughs> My sympathetic nervous system was just fired up.
0: Which is good. It was saying, Hey, danger, 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 yeah. danger. <laughs> danger,
1: and you know, I really carefully walked around. Like I gave it lots of space. I basically went off the path yeah. around and it was just watching me with its winding <laughs> neck. Next day, mm. same corner, yeah. same goose wow. came around. I don't know if it's just waiting there for me or what yeah. it's doing. It, same aggressive goose, same reaction, hissing, and again, I was kind of in fight or flight. I was like, "What is going on? Like, <laughs> this is supposed to be my relaxed, yeah. you know, ease into the daytime." I would say probably like four days a week when I go for a walk, this goose is there.
0: It's it's, it's his home. Tell
1: yeah, it's it's its home, um, and I'm in baiting. Yeah, it's probably how it's viewing it. Yes, but what happened over time? is I would just, I even intentionally would like slow down my breathing, mm. and each day I would walk even a little bit closer, because I realized more and more, I was like, this goose is all bark, right? Like it hasn't attacked me <laughs> you're yet. You're
0: safe, you're, you're learning realized, logically that you're safe. Yeah,
1: like I realized logically like, yeah. it hisses at me every day, that's, <laughs> that's the reality. But for the most part, it's it's angry. Yeah. But over time, and I was thinking about this today, mm-hmm. because today when I went for my walk, I didn't even really pay attention to it.
0: Interesting.
1: Walked past it. It was hissing. Yeah. Did its thing and just like went on with so, it, you know?
0: Okay, so what allowed you to be that way this time?
1: I think over time I realized the goose was not dangerous. Mm-hmm. They seemed dangerous. Sure. <laughs> he you looks were, dangerous. Yeah, hissing, honking at yeah. me. You know, doing his little waddle Yeah. With goose legs. <laughs> But at the end of the day I realized this goose isn't gonna attack me. It hasn't yet. I'm safe.
0: Well, and what was happening when you were reacting to the goose with this intense fear, of what was happening in oh, the times? I think it just
1: escalated it. Yeah, I mean, it I like escalated that. the goose. Want, like, because I'm like watching it like a <laughs> hawk and we're like eye to eye connection. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it, in fear, it's angry. Okay,
0: so you're putting the goose in like attack mode.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Our, our our nervous systems are reacting <laughs> off one another at this point. Okay. But this time, and I think it, the reason we're telling this story yeah. is I've just become indifferent to the goose now.
0: Yeah. The
1: poor goose. But I have become indifferent to the it's goose.
0: Probably making the goose a bit more upset. But anyway. <laughs> no,
1: no. The goose. The goose seems a little calmer. I think it's also gotten <laughs> it's used to not me.
0: Okay. It's but
1: so I've become more indifferent. Yes. Yeah. It. yeah. And we're tying this in, you know, we were, we were talking about this story beforehand because it relates to our pain or our symptoms. Yeah. And in this episode, we want to talk about how we can become indifferent to our pain and symptoms. Yes. And it's important to understand why this is
0: important, why this is vital. Yeah. And, and that's always the starting place to this is really educating ourselves and really getting into information on mm-hmm. why indifference is helpful yeah and helpful in the long run
1: yeah and that's the thing is as Alan Gordon talks about fear is the fuel for pain yeah that's it whether it's fear frustration despair annoyance anger when we respond to the pain in this way and we're so hyper focused on it and we're so preoccupied about it we're just perpetuating it
0: Mm -hmm. and indifference is really the opposite of that it's not fear it's not perpetuating it it's, it's nothing it's yeah.
1: Whatever. It's like my reaction to the goose. Yes. We should have named him for this episode. I'm realizing this Fred. now. <laughs> Fred? Fred. Yeah. Well, I
0: guess I realized Fred comes along later. Yeah. Fred comes well. along later. That's mm. another story to come.
1: But at the end of the day, I've become indifferent and truly indifferent where I'm just like, whatever. It's not yeah. a big deal.
0: How did you get there though? How did because I yeah. think becoming indifferent to anything, whether it's to pain or the goose, yeah. it takes some time. And you
1: think that's fear enticing? Yeah, it's hard to create feelings of indifference. yeah, and that's what we're gonna talk about today. I'm yeah. gonna go through some some ways we can create indifference about our pain or symptoms. Yeah, for sure because by doing that we starve the pain. we starve yes. the pain of its fuel
0: source. yeah, I like to say to people, we stop giving the pain power yeah. we're not it's the power becomes lost yeah
1: and at that point it's days are numbered yeah and so working toward and indifference is a big task mm-hmm. when we're terrified and so focused on it like i was when i was pain, mm. you know indifference i couldn't even see that but we're making small steps towards it
0: yeah hundred percent i think as you listen to this please know we're not expecting anyone everyone to dive into indifference immediately and get there immediately but yeah. no it's it's something to work on and to like you were saying tender, I agree to move towards
1: yeah yeah and so the first way we can create feelings of indifference about our pain and symptom is consistently talking to it in an indifferent way mm-hmm. and this can be tricky to start doing but even the way we talk about our pain or the way we think about our pain there's so much fear involved in that. And so I almost have people, this is a silly exercise, but talk to the pain in this indifferent
0: way. Okay. And that can be I agree, it can be difficult to think about when we're so used to thinking of our pain in a certain way or viewing our pain in a certain way. So how do you how do you do that? How do you shift?
1: And so, you know, the wording you'll have to play around with. Mm-hmm. But I remember doing this around my pain or symptoms. I would talk to my pain and I would be like, I don't really care if you're here or not. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Or I'm gonna enjoy my life regardless of you being here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Or whatever, do your thing. These sayings, even the way I'm saying them, this is how you wanna talk. It's this tone of voice, this tone of indifference. We've all experienced it in relationships. Where we can tell oh someone is indifferent about what we're talking about. Mm, okay. Where they're just like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel like anyone who has teenagers has probably experienced this. Oh, yeah.
0: Constantly. Uh, oh. I remember
1: early in my, in my career working at that drug treatment center. Yeah. You know, those teenagers had indifference on lock. They were being incessant and be like, whatever. <laughs> like they you don't.
0: <know>, <laughs> but it's funny, actually, because that indifference probably could have made it worse for you. So something I want to say is sometimes when we try to take this approach, our pain can be like, no, 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 I am still here. Yeah. But it's important to stick with this indifference idea. Stick
1: with it, and you're going to need to talk to your pain in a different way first, mm-hmm. and the feelings will come later.
0: Yes, that's really important. It's not this quick easy thing that that this quick fix. Yeah. It's kind of the long game, but it's also awareness starting with how do I talk to my pain? How do I view it? What is the relationship? Mm-hmm. And shifting that.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, people try this for a day and they don't feel indifferent to their pain or symptom, that's normal. Yes. Okay. I don't I'm part it, of it. We need to do it consistently. Yes. Uh, you know, it's almost like this kind of backdoor message of safety. We're yeah. giving about our pain. That's how I kind of think about it.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's okay. And I think we're saying this to fake it till you make it kind yeah. of idea of, I might not feel it necessarily or not, might not believe it necessarily, but I'm going to practice this. Mm-hmm.
1: Now the next way, and this is one of my favorites, the next way to create feelings of indifference about our pain or symptoms is giving your symptom a funny name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and calling it this when you communicate with it okay such as fluffy hairy why
0: fluffy i
1: want to ask i why feel fluffy? like you say fluffy often. I, I say fluffy often because early on when i i explained this um i can't remember if it was on instagram or or youtube maybe the person's listening to this they come up with the name uh-huh. fluffy uh-huh. that's what they called their symptom and it And it was great. Like, I was like, that's such a, you know, reduce the threat value name.
0: Uh,
1: Or princess. Like, when I did this, and this idea originates from Dr. Schubiner. Yeah. I've heard him talk about this a lot. I called my pain Fred.
0: Okay, and that's where Fred comes from. That's where Fred comes from. Why, why Fred?
1: I don't know how I got there. It just seemed like a funny name for (laughs) pain. Okay. And calling it Fred just kind of sparked a little bit of humor almost again if your name's fred i'm not making fun of the name (laughs) i want to be clear about that
0: what he's saying he likes fred i yeah
1: Yeah. it's it's, comforting it's comforting it is comforting and it just seemed like a funny pain or name for pain yeah and so i would when i would talk to my pain i would call it fred
0: one thing i like about it is there's we want to approach the relationship with the pain in this light and easy way mm-hmm. and naming your pain Fred or whatever you want to be allowed that it, brought, it made it a bit later and not so scary
1: yeah and you know you can name your pain whatever mm-hmm. but you want to pick a name that lowers the threat value of the pain or symptom so this is our second tip to create feelings of indifference okay the next one and we discussed this in our last episode as well
0: it's important to still discuss now Mm
1: -hmm. yeah the next way to become indifferent about our pain or symptoms is actually living life and enjoying life as much as you can even if the pain or symptoms are present
0: and that is something that sometimes I'll get not pushed back and maybe push back is not the right word but people will be like I don't know about this one because it can feel very scary of how do we live our life in the happiest way we can with pain. Yeah. For you, Tanner, when you tried to really do this, what, what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's scary. Yeah. It, it's scary to start doing this, but it's vital. Like living mm-hmm. life is one of the best medicines we have Yeah. when it comes to mind-body healing. Yeah. Because whether you're preoccupied about your pain or symptom. Or whether you're preoccupied about the mind-body work mm-hmm. that's where i see people get kind of stuck yeah and that's not going to create feelings of indifference mm-hmm. and so actually starting to live your life again regardless of the symptoms you know when they're at a mild to moderate level you don't want sure. them to be pushing through yeah but by doing this you're naturally creating feelings of indifference because you're giving your pain less a piece of the pie yeah it's getting a smaller piece of the pie it, It's not taking up your whole world anymore. It might be in the background, you know, doing its thing, but you're not really focused on it. And that's not your driving force in life.
0: Totally. And and you're right. It's telling the pain, I'm going to do this anyways. You're not going to stop me from this again. And I think we mentioned this before. It takes the power away. Yeah.
1: The next one, and this one sounds obvious Mm. in terms of a tip to create feelings of indifference. You want to limit how much you talk about your pain or symptoms yeah with your family or friends
0: yes yeah
1: will feed preoccupation mm-hmm. when I was lost in chronic pain mm. I feel like every conversation we had was about where my pain was at or oh like, yeah what treatment I was doing oh yeah it and was it was, just, it was constant yeah. and I was just so obsessed and preoccupied and it was all that I talked about.
0: And it's funny, like, when that it was all that we were talking about, I don't think we realized, no. one, how much it engulfed our relationship. Yeah. And two, also how much it did keep that pain going for you. We just didn't know.
1: Yeah, and, like, every time I'd see my parents or, like, mm. aunts or uncles, that was the first thing they ask about.
0: Which makes sense, like, people care. People it, yeah,
1: care. and it makes sense. People are trying to be supportive. Yeah. But I remember telling people when I was learning about this stuff, I remember telling friends like don't ask me about my pain Yeah, in a nice way but I was like don't ask me like I don't want to talk about it because I was trying to focus on like widening my world and I needed to not talk about my pain constantly in every conversation.
0: So how did you balance then not going to just avoidance and. Distractibility completely yeah. and fun, pretending it's not there.
1: Yeah, and once I learned the skills and strategies we've discussed mm-hmm. in our podcast, yeah, I knew what I needed to do internally. Okay, I just wasn't always talking about you know my pain and where it was at mm-hmm. and where it was at my healing. Like sometimes I would share like successes that I was experiencing. But I was just cautious that I, I wanted to actually talk about things I was interested in. Yeah, And that was hard at first because yeah. I was just so used to just talking about it all the time. And so, you know, I always tell people, you know, just have a direct conversation with people in your life and be like, Hey, like, I appreciate it if you just don't ask about it yeah. recently. And you can give an explanation because people are trying to be supportive, of course, yeah. don't offend people, For but- sure. At the same time, it can affect us because it just feeds preoccupation more and more.
0: Yeah, and I think this goes along with talking about it, also kind of thinking about it or engaging in other ways that create that fixation. And I've talked with a lot of people about finding hobbies, finding things you're into, getting into those things instead because the world becomes about the pain, not just conversations, everything else that you're doing can become about the pain, so it's yeah. creating pockets of a break from a break. that.
1: Yeah, even a break from the mind-body healing. Yes, yes, like, like you said. Always be... talking about the work and yeah, you know, I think that can be helpful at first. And like, sure, I remember like talking throwing
0: into it. Yeah,
1: like I remember talking about it with uh, my best friend, mm-hmm. and it was really helpful to get his feedback. Yeah, and he was like, "This is what's going on," and us talking it through it was helpful. Yeah. And that was supportive, but I see it go too far with people where it's all they talk about. Mm -hmm. And so you want to, you know, the point of us doing this healing is so that we can go out and live the lives we want and be passionate and love the things that we're doing. And so even for myself, like I do this for a living, we do a podcast, I do a YouTube channel, you know, and we even have a rule at our house that after our kids are in bed, you know maybe we'll polish a few things off that mm, we get done and then yeah. we don't talk about work
0: yeah because and, that, and i i was gonna say that can be hard to do when you're used to always talking about it or you're just always on high alert so if we were always on high alert about work we'd feel this drive that we needed to keep talking about it um and that's the opposite of indifference
1: yeah
0: (laughs) because we're always tending to it and it's the same idea with talking about the pain
1: exactly and so our last tip on creating feelings of indifference is actually focusing on your feelings underneath the pain or symptom
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of the pain or symptom this one you know this roots right back to dr sarno yeah he talked about this a lot he would tell people like focus psychologically not physically and that was really helpful when i remember reading that uh and understanding that concept because I would focus more on the emotional work mm-hmm. that I needed to do. And you don't want to get too obsessed about that. You know?
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, you don't want to go into like, yeah, like that. But yeah. But I would
1: focus emotionally instead of just always focusing on the pain or symptom and it was actually helpful at first because it taught me to shift focus yes. to something else.
0: Well, and that again, gives the pain less power because yeah. you're looking underneath it. It's not about the pain necessarily. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so. This is our really quick episode on some tips and tricks to create feelings of indifference. Yeah. Again, we'll just review them at the end here, but I wanted to think back to that goose story and just, you know, I think it really does emulate what we're doing Yeah. is sometimes I walk past the goose isn't angry anymore. Other times it hisses now Mm. and then, but I'm more and more indifferent. Mm-hmm. to it
0: and, and and you're choosing that and I think it could be really empowering to know okay I can choose to be indifferent mm-hmm. I don't have to fall into panic mode or spiral out in terms of my response and so yeah. it's important to think of this okay what am I going to choose to do in regards to reacting to my pain
1: yeah and so that final summary of those tips that you can all go off and try mm-hmm. is talking to your pain or symptom mm-hmm. consistently in a different way, mm-hmm. giving your pain or symptom a funny name mm-hmm. and calling it this when you're communicating with it, focusing on living life and enjoying it as much as you can, yeah. even if the pain or symptom is present, Right. limiting how much you talk about your pain or your symptoms with friends or family. Yeah. And finally, focus on feeling your emotions underneath the pain instead of focusing on the pain or symptom itself. Yeah. So I hope this episode was helpful for everyone. Um, And we will see you all next week. See you next week.
0: Thanks for listening. If you wanna book in a session with one of our therapists, you can go to our website at painpsychotherapy.ca.
1: You can also follow us on Instagram, at painpsychotherapy, where me and Anne are posting content daily and are there to respond to your comments. Also, check out our YouTube channel, which is named Tanner Murtall, MSW, RSW.